takes is a little riff from Natalie to get me feeling better, you know? Amen. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Review That Review, the podcast dedicated to reviewing... Reviews. We are just like Siskel and Ebert, only instead of reviewing cinematic masterpieces, we rate and review those hilarious, scathing, and sometimes suspicious online reviews. That is Trey Gerald. And that is Chelsea Dawn. And together, we're the Review Queens. Oh my God, that was so weird. We were saying the opposite things. It was so ooky spooky. (laughs) Well, I'm completely disoriented. Ah, What is that? (gasps) Could it be? Oh, what? The ghost of the spooky episode? Because this... This is episode 13. I'm scared. It's episode 13. It's so spooky. It's terrifying. (laughs) With that in mind, I'll start. I'll talk about my week for a second. Please go. I feel like I've had a spooky week. I had a real life encounter with a Karen this week. It was terrifying. (laughs) It happened uh, at Best Buy and Karen was standing next to me. And this individual carried with her a cloud, just like a negativity cloud. She actually arrived at the desk after me, but her energy was so intense that I was like, go ahead. The Mm -hmm. manager came over and he was being really nice and he was trying to help her. And then the second, like literally the second he left, she was like, where'd he go? Where'd he, when is he going to be? When is he going to be back here? What, how long is this going to take? I don't have all day. I am very busy person. Like I'm in a rush. I'm in. And my point is like, okay, if you're in that much of a rush, then do this later. At one point she was like, my dog, I got to pick up my dog. Like if your dog is waiting for you to pick them up, this might not be a good time to combine the gift cards. Like just deal with it. I don't know. Just have a little bit of compassion for these people that are working. And I don't know, I had an issue to deal with and it took them a little while to deal with mine too. But after seeing how intense this other person was, I was just like, I better be really nice. So anyway, real life Karen alert, alert. They exist. They exist. They're everywhere. And it's, oh my God, it's a Karen. Oh my God, it's a Karen. And it's terrifying. Oh my God, it's a Karen. I didn't mean to push that twice. It's so spooky. It was terrifying. Anyway, Trey, how was how was your week? You experienced that and you wouldn't share it with me because you were waiting to tell me on the pod, which is hilarious. It's true. I mean, it wasn't like that, guys, like thinking about it now. Maybe it wasn't the most interesting story. Maybe I should have just told Trey in the moment. But I mean, I understand you saw Karen in the wild <sighs> and this is the place to share that story because it's so what we do. <sighs> My week's been fine. We, we are dealing slightly with little... Piddles from Piddles. from our um, niece's dog, Lila, that we're babysitting for three weeks. She likes to do little pee-pees here and there. Oh, little pee-pee piddles. Do you guys call those a piddle? I don't think I've ever heard it called a piddle, but I like it. That's really funny because our nephew <laughs> is staying with us and he's 13 and David referred to it as a piddle. He was laughing, laughing, laughing at like that word. And I thought, is that because I think I taught the word to David, but maybe that's a southern word, whatever. Oh, is that a thing that like a lot of people in the South are like, you can piddle over there? Or is it specifically a piddle when a dog piddles? That's a really good question. I think my mom always said, like, oh, what have you been doing today? Oh, nothing, just piddling around. Like, Uh, I think that sounds familiar. But somehow in my brain, like, whenever there's like a little, a little TT mess, I think of that yeah. as like a, a little piddle. Little piddle. Well, this Karen Woo! took a little piddle in the middle of the Best Buy and you're then Lila. Lila's been piddling everywhere. Everywhere. 
And with that in mind, I just feel like both of us, this was like a rough week, right? You've been dealing with piddling. I've been dealing well, with Karen's. As you were talking about Karen. I already complained. Why I was going to say, <laughs> are we in the complaints already? Or are we just like recapping our weeks? It was very hard to tell. Exactly. I have which, a, which is, I have a complaint too, which is odd for us because I do feel like usually we're like so positive at the top and then here's a complaint. But this time I feel like we're both feeling sort of complaining. So I have another complaint to get off my chest and I'd love to hear yours. So tell me about yours. Lodge a complaint. Okay, so my complaint, I don't, this is a little inside baseball, but it really does annoy me. Okay, so there is this website and it is called broadwayworld.com. Love it. I would say, in my opinion, it's sort of second tier to um, a website called playbill.com, which anytime you go to a a theater show anywhere in the country, nice. Yes, they use the playbill organization. It's a trademark thing. It's the little yellow banner at the top. It's a very specific type font. Anyway, a lot of news for the Broadway culture. Yes, comes up on Playbill. So Broadway World is like they operate individual websites for every state. And so somewhere along the line, Broadway World realized that they could get a lot more traction on their website if they do awards every year. Oh, okay. But the thing is, is that the only way to win these awards is by the number of votes. So okay. it really turns into like a popularity contest. Sure. It'll be like, what my complaint today is about are these acting Broadway world nominations where someone will go and do, you know, the three little pigs and <laughs> Saskatchewan. Sure. And they get nominated for Papa Pig. Yes. Best actor. And in order to win in the Saskatchewan Broadway World Acting Awards, you have to get the largest number of votes. So people, there are many offenders in my life, will go on this um, campaign on social media Uh and they'll DM you, hey, here's a link, please vote for me. And it's like, Girl, I did not see you play Papa Pig in the Saskatchewan production of The Little Pig. I can't vouch for your performance. And then the people that take it very seriously, they'll list it as like an accomplishment on their resume or on their website or on their Twitter bio. And it's all just a little silly to me because... There is no merit to winning right. because you've just bothered enough people. It's not as if there was like a council of people that saw this person play the big piggy or whatever it is. No, because it's like individual states and right. there's just no one policing it. So Got it. Um, then it becomes like, obviously, I don't like confrontation, but like here I am talking about it on a podcast, passive aggressive. But I don't know how to handle it because I don't know what to say in response to the DM because I have actually said, oh, sorry, I didn't see the performance. And then it's like, it doesn't matter. Please just vote. (laughs) And it's like, well, then what are we doing here? Right. And they don't know, like, you're a queen, you're a review queen. Like, we take this job very seriously. I'm not going to just throw you a vote if I if I haven't seen if you have the chops to pull off. Well, the next time this this happens, I really can say... Unfortunately, <laughs> I am an official review queen. True. Here's a link to the podcast. Yes. Why don't you give it a listen? That's true. That's so true. that's my complaint. Just don't ask people for popularity contests. It's sort of obnoxious. Yeah. Like, just whatever. Everyone finds their own bliss. Anyway, that is my complaint. Yeah. So if you are an offender of that, stop sending them to me. Chelsea, yes. what is your complaint this week. Thank you for asking. I want to get something off of my chest today. Uh, And when I say that, I mean, literally. Yeah. Listen, my complaint is you probably can't empathize with me. And I hope some people listening can. If you're a lady and you get a bathing suit, they put these like really disgusting, like fake boob things inside the bathing suit. And they're just they're terrible. Like they, they never make it through a wash. They just end up bundled and in the middle and they look like a weird growth on your chest. I just don't understand. Like if you're not going to take the time to actually sew in a, a proper like lift, which I'm not opposed to, I like, I'm not opposed to a nice lift of the chest, but if you're not going to take the time to do that, then please don't include this little like folded schmata inside the breast of my bathing suit. Like, like who, who is there one person out there that's like, oh my God, thank God I have this. Sometimes they'll have a bathing suit that has that, but they'll at least leave a slit so you can pull it out, which, right. okay, cool. Like this is a real waste. Talk about 
the giving tree and like just wasting all this resources, fine. At least I can remove it. The bathing suits that I have, I had to cut a hole in it. I had to literally damage my bathing suit to retract this thing. Like ridiculous, the amount of time I've wasted on this. So any bathing suit designers out there, we got to do better. Do they like get deformed when you like put them in the dryer or something? That's what I'm saying. Like like, it like it folds into itself and then it becomes like a triangle, like, but like not in a sexy way, not like in a Madonna, like look at my, my cone boob (laughs) kind of way in like a really unattractive, like strange growth on my chest kind of like, it's just, it's so not serving the purpose that it seems to be intending to serve. It's a shoulder pad. It's basically a, a shoulder pad. That's what I was picturing. Yeah. yeah. That they've they've inserted or into the thing, but they don't sew it in. So it just, it's just flimsy in there. Anyway, I feel great that I got that off my chest because whew. these like body deformations and these liars, all of these topics, they're just so <laughs> spooky, spooky. Oh, no. Scared. I'm definitely afraid. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that. Thank uh, you for letting me in on that. I'm yes. really appreciative to know that. Oh, listener voicemail. <gasps> dun 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 dun. Chels, Chels, guess what? Oh my God. We've got a shitty, shitty listener voicemail today. Oh my God, it's shitty. I might okay. be um, tipping the hat, tipping my hat, tipping the hand. Tipping your hat. You might be giving me a little bit of a clue. There? Well, let's listen to today's listener voicemail. I'd love to hear it. Let's hear it. Hey, Review Queens. This is James, and I have got to lodge a complaint. I just mm-hmm. am so done with the people who don't pick up their dog's poop. Yes. It is causing an influx of flies in, in central Los Angeles at the moment, um, especially when you go to a dog park. I mean, pick up the poop. People treat the dog park as if it's like daycare and they don't have to pay attention to their dog, but no. You do. You have to pick up the poop. Am I alone? I don't think so. Who are these people? What world do they come from? Ugh. Ugh. I'm done fetching. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. Yay. James, James, that was so I'm good. So glad you got that off your chest. I agree. Like, I always think, like, people do this thing where I think they try to pretend, like, oh, I just didn't know. I, I just... I didn't know that my dog pooped there. You knew. Yeah, that's not real. I was a professional dog walker for a couple of years in New York City. Wow. So I can really relate to this conversation. It's very interesting. I've never thought about the analogy that James just presented that dog owners treat the dog park as a, a daycare. But like, it's interesting the point that like people are like, I'll go to the dog park and then I'll just be on my phone and I'm not paying attention. It's like that. I've never really thought about that. That is so true. I've also never correlated flies with dog poop, but that is so interesting. Also the flies in Los Angeles right now, the flies are out of control right now. I mean, even, and, and if the poop is to blame, which James is, is making me feel like maybe it is then, I, I do think there's something we got to do about this. I mean, they'll give you a parking ticket in Los Angeles if your tires are not turned at exactly the right angle. Right. Maybe we need to hire some of those meter maids to watch the poop. Just saying. Can you imagine? I have been yelled at many times in New York City, bending over, picking up dog poop by like brownstone owners who just want to yell because they've found poop in front of their brownstone before. Oh and my so they're just God. yell at you. And I'm literally in the process of picking and up. And you're like, like, this is New York city, baby. Like there's a million people that walk past your brownstone every day. And why are you yelling at me while I'm in the act of picking it up? I'm but clearly anyway. not the perpetrator. James, it's a really great complaint. That I is. hope that you feel some relief by sharing it. That is a definite worthy uh, complaint to lodge. Very worthy. And we hear you, James. And uh, we should all do better. If you're a dog owner, don't forget your poop bags. Think of the impact of the poop. This is a great reminder. This is a good reminder for all of us. <sighs> well, Chelsea. Yes. Is it time for us to jump into some of today's spooky, spooky online reviews? I guess we must. Okay. So in honor of our 13th episode, holy cannoli, I can't even believe it. Trey and I have each selected online reviews that veer into spooky territory that we feel needs to be inspected. And as we are hoping we won't be cursed, 
for doing so. We will read you the review. We will break it down and rate and review the impact of the review on a scale from one to five spooky crowns. They're not very spooky. Uh, It's a very regal process that we call... Assess that kvetch. And kvetch means complain. All right. Who's first today? I'm first today? You are first. Take it away, my RQ mama. Review that review. All right. Here we are. So my spooky review is is from a spooky location called the Stanley, and it's a hotel in Colorado. It's the most famously haunted spot. It's the real life inspiration for Stephen King's book, The Shining, or the movie, if you've seen it with Jack Nicholson. That's what this whole thing is based off of. It is a one dot TripAdvisor review from James R. I'm also going to point out that in James R's handle, it's author traveler. Let's see what James R had to say about the Stanley Hotel. I'm scared. The title is. The only thing spooky about this attraction is the hotel experience. The only spooky thing about the Stanley is the experience. Just to briefly describe some of the major setbacks we experienced at the hotel, lack of service, poor service, small portions in restaurant, dirty rooms, damaged rooms, chemical burns by bleach yielding distracted staff members, water down beverages, lukewarm water. I usually do not do reviews, but I had such a poor experience at this sadly decadent, luxurious, historic landmark that I felt compelled to speak up about it. My hashtag horrible experience began early in the process of booking the hotel. I had stayed at the Stanley before and my experience had always been good to great. However, this was quite some time ago. So when it was time for my family to vacation in Colorado, I went to their site to reserve a room and book a ghost tour. However, their website informed me that the tours had been canceled and that their on-site restaurant was closed. I almost decided to stay somewhere else due to the cost versus lack of amenities, but with all that is going on with COVID-19, I decided to give them the benefit of the doubt and at least enjoy my stay at the hotel minus the restaurant and the tour. This was the most expensive location in which we stayed throughout our week-long trip in Colorado, but it was nowhere near the nicest. We arrived right around four o'clock, which was to our knowledge check-in time. Having stayed at the hotel before, I know to get there right around the time as the rooms were never ready early and long lines formed. Though I was second in line, it took a while to be waited on as there was only one person at the front desk. I was patient and pilot as I enjoyed looking at the scenery in the lobby. I noticed that a tour went by. When I got up to the counter, the individual was short and hurried. I was given a door card and informed the elevator was not working, which was not a pleasant experience dragging bags up two flights of stairs in higher altitude when you're not used to it. I also asked about the tours, which contrary to their website, were being conducted. I was very excited only to find out they were sold out, which could have been a non-issue if it was not for their website. The room had the best view ever the courtyard of the restaurant and the backside of the hotel so much for a dazzling mountain view i've had better views at motel six or the super eight in the midwest than i did at this expensive luxurious historic landmark in one of the most beautiful areas in the country but the views in the room were much more exciting crumbs on the floor dust on everything 
deep scratches on all the wood furniture, trash on the floor, a damaged and blackened toilet seat from where I hope. Dirty and moldy damaged caulking in the bathroom. Dirty grout around the tile in the bathroom. My partner and I were appalled by the state of the room. We decided to eat at the local restaurant that was open despite the website. We had to wait for almost 20 minutes just to be approached by a hostess, even though we were standing in front of the wait here sign, which was in the lobby of the hotel, not in the restaurant. We were shown to a dirty table. I did not even notice at first that the table was dirty until I noticed that my partner had not sat down yet. When I noticed, I started to get up when an employee came over and nuked the entire table, my body, face, and hands included with a strong bleach smelling substance from a spray bottle that slightly burnt my skin upon contact. But at least we had a clean table. The drinks were watered down but expensive. My dish, which was some type of noodle dish, had four noodles in it. And my partner joked that I must have ordered off the kids menu. (laughs) The water was lukewarm, so we did not shower. And The Shining wasn't even playing on TV. All right, so I have a, <laughs> I have a feeling yes. that James mm-hmm. is like, how do I put this? I feel like James is probably like a, it's such a long list of yeah, complaints. complaints that it, it kind of makes me wonder if James walks through the world with a litany of complaints and grievances. Right, and a clipboard. And a magnifying glass, which <laughs> yes. I took notes on because the <laughs> amount of detail of the dirtiness in the bathroom alone. Yeah. They were on hands and knees looking Correct. at every single detail. They included a couple pictures, by the way, of like the caulking, a selfie of themselves wearing a mask and glasses, which is perhaps the magnifying element. Um, And a bit of dust as well. Well, it's also interesting that they had a somewhat not so positive experience in the past because they realized that you can't get let in early. Right. They still booked again, which was interesting. And then like when it came to the point about the chemical burn, which they teed up really beautifully at the beginning, I sort of was like, did you really get splashed with like... But I will say the whole conversation about lukewarm water, that yeah. is horrifying when you're showering. So like, I really give it to James. Like, really? If it's really? Oh my gosh. I ha- No, if, if it's too cold in the shower, I can't complete the task. But to me, lukewarm isn't cold. Lukewarm is like the temperature I would give. Want like, a, a shower to be? Well, no, 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 no. I would, I would want it to be hot, but I'm just saying like, if I was going to give like my niece or nephew a bath or I was going to give yeah. the puppy a bath, I would do lukewarm water and, and it wouldn't be like ideal, but I don't think it would cause me not to shower. If it was freezing, hell no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I am sort of like tired from hearing me too. this review from James. I mean, James is just rattling. Oh my God. I just realized James and this is not our listener voicemail, James. No. Um, oh, right. This is the James episode. I hope not. <gasps> oh, my gosh. We're in the Twilight Zone. I just feel like it's a lot to take in. And it is a glaring problem, though. If you, I wonder, does he say how early in advance he booked? Because maybe they didn't update the website about the tour and stuff. Yeah, I wondered about that too. Like I it doesn't say it doesn't say how early they booked it. So who knows? You're right. Maybe like at that point in COVID, they were not allowing the tours. And then by the time he got there, they were allowing it and he wasn't on it regularly. Also, they from like my little bit of research about this location, they do have just ghost tours. Like you don't have to stay here uh, to do a tour. So maybe they that's, opened it up to the public and then, you know, it was, I wonder if that's a different operating company. It might be, who knows? I mean, I'm sure they're trying to monetize in every way they could. Yeah, you I think. personally thought that maybe James has a side hustles, like a contractor or something <laughs> by like, or, or, you know what, like maybe like a home inspector, just the way that he went in there and he just, I, I felt like he had a clipboard and he was like caulking like F, you know, like he was just, grading. Yes. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Like you said, like he had stayed here before and he came back 
he sort of seemed like he knew what he was getting himself into. How long ago had it been since his last visit? It couldn't possibly have gotten that much worse. It's also interesting that James opens the review by saying the only thing spooky about this hotel was the experience. Is James like an adventure seeker? Does James want to be haunted? Like, is James picking this hotel because it could be spooky? I think he definitely is. And I think that like, as I was researching this a little more, that's a trend. Like people like to stay at ghost hotels and they kind of get pissed if they don't see a ghost or something like they he wanted to see those twins in the hallway not me he wanted to hear like red rum and he didn't Mm -mm. me neither i'm not at all interested in that so i i can't uh get inside the psyche of james here to understand why one would want to stay at a hotel like this and what it is that would make it a good experience right for james i'm sort of struggling here with the value yeah because like I recognize that the ho- the restaurant is different operationally than the actual hotel. Like the maids for the hotel are not going to be the servers, sure. Because it seems like the hotel is kind of like a little dirty, from what James is saying. Like right. it's not the cleanest. Mm-hmm. And then you have the opposite extreme that like the table was dirty, and then they like are sloshing this chemical <laughs> that's like burning James's face. Yeah. And so, is it dirty or is it? I don't, I just like, I don't know James. I don't want to instantly discredit James, but I am left with an impression from this lengthy review of this litany of horrible things that it's just sort of like, I don't know if James can be pleased. It's hard for me because one, I don't think I choose to stay at the Stanley personally because of the connection to the shining. I'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, off the list. So like putting that aside. Wait. Yeah. James references that this is a like, high-end hotel at one point do you is it like mm-hmm. a five-star hotel or do you know it's a four-star hotel and how many stars can you get and it's ranked number one among luxury hotels in estes park Whoa. Um, by by u.s news and world report it, it seems like one of those hotels that like needs a is in like major need of a remodel but also like maybe in a way they're like ooh, the like dustiness and all this adds to the aesthetic of this sort of creepy rundown vibe. But to James's point, if I am purchasing tickets to a four-star luxury number one in this area hotel, I I don't want to see a bad caulking job. I want exceptional customer service if I'm paying for that. I agree. I agree. I think that that uh, I wouldn't stay here if I was reading this review. I don't I'm like super creeped out by cleanliness, especially now. Yeah. The toilet thing. That's also like a real pet peeve yeah. with the ring around the toilet. Yes, agreed. So I wouldn't stay at this hotel. Wait, so tell me about the um, spelling and grammar because you. OK. Pilot. Yeah, there were pilot instead of polite. It was funny. Every time I came across like a little spelling error, I was like, maybe you shouldn't have put author, author in your <laughs> name and I wouldn't have had such high standards for you. But his sarcasm, like you said, it, he's definitely the person at the party that is going to take a really long time telling you a joke. And then at the end of it, you're going to give a sympathy laugh, a sympathy <laughs> laugh. Yes, You know? Like he was teeing it up for us. He teed it up with that like lack of service, poor sir, you know, that that little litany of complaints at the top. And then also like the room had the best view ever, you know. Like he he was he was trying, he was he was utilizing different kinds of humor, sarcasm. I feel like uh James went to the writing school of Margaret Mitchell, who wrote Gone with the Wind, where you were paid per word. Yeah. I think he like maxed out the word count. Like as I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is like a novella that James wrote about this. And he only mentioned The Shining at the end. I wasn't sure about that. Like, I wasn't sure if that was James trying to be funny. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't even on the TV. Waka waka. Yeah. Or like, do you really think they play it on loop? I think that they play it on loop. Like, I mean, they, I would if I was the manager. Yeah, it sounds like the kind of place where they're really leaning into the connection with the movie, which I get. Like, that's what you got. That's what you got. And that's what they got. So I, do you think I, James is truthful? Like, is this a common experience? Like, what do you think? I think James is truthful. Like, he had some photographic evidence of the dust, of the grout um, issue. Like, he... Were there images of the chemical burn? There were no images of the chemical burn. So I think that might be a little bit of hyperbole. I don't know. Like I went on a cruise once um, 
and they were like washy washy like all the time like they they had this like spray that they would spray on you and tried to ask them what was in it and they weren't going to tell us so i i understand i don't want to be accosted by like some weird chemical thing and it sounds like this person was like lackluster with their cleaning of the table you, you know like we said before it's like when you have an experience with a place you come to expect that same experience so when that yes. same experience doesn't happen again I just think he was all kerfuffled and realized the tour was there when they said the tour wasn't going to be there. The restaurant was going to be there. Like maybe he, the last time he went booked the tour, made reservations at the restaurant and he wasn't able to do either one of those things. And he was waiting. And I just think he was in a bad mood at that point, which yes. maybe understandably so. Right. Um, I don't think it's, it's not valid what he's saying. I just think it was long-winded for sure. And well, that's what I was gonna say about like humor entertainment. Like I was not entertained. I felt like he just I feel like he James won- was just really unable to be pleased. I'm not really sure what the situation with James was, but I agree. Like I don't I think personally that people want to stay at this hotel because of the shining. Yes. I don't think that many people are going to not stay at the hotel, but maybe they would read this and think, I don't need to stay there. I'll just do the tour. I'm really having a hard time with this. Like I'm, I am too. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Cause well, now I'm curious. Like you said, this is number one four yeah. star hotel in Estes park or wherever this is. Yeah. So I wonder uh-huh. like how many other hotels there I don't know. It does seem to me like you're staying here for the stickiness. So like right. you're not going there to be like wined and dined. That being said, if you are a service industry hotel, hello, like you need to be clean. Like it needs to be nice to a certain degree. Especially like, now because of COVID. Yeah. I don't know. Mm, I could you crown it? I guess I'll crown it. I just feel I feel a little bit conflicted. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. uh, let's crown it. Okay, let's crown it. All right. So Chelsea and I each have our own set of one to five crown cards. In an effort to be fair and not influenced by one another, we will simultaneously reveal our rating cards. The queens are tabulating. Are you... All right. I'm ready. Okay. I changed it at the last minute, but okay. Ready to. Okay. Okay. Total score. Did you do two and a half? I did two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I I had two and a half, and then last minute I switched to three. We've really reversed here. I'm I'm definitely turning more into the Paula as this as this goes on. I gave it three because I think I just kind of didn't like James. No offense, James, and I was like kind of bored by his style of humor, and that was what was making me feel kind of like icky about him. But if I took that away and I was just looking at the information he gave me, I think I would be impacted by this review. He seemed passionate. He was trying to give us humor at very least. He was really trying to add value and tell the person reading it, especially now with COVID, right? Like you should probably know that. And for that reason, I gave him three. Why did why did you give James two and a half? Well, I did two and a half because I didn't want to... I thought I would do three, but I didn't want to give it middle of the road. I, I did two yeah. and a half because I, I think there is a little bit of an impact. I do have an impression that it's going to be kind of dirty. Yeah. But I'm also struggling with also kind of not really liking James. And, I know. Which is unfortunate. And we're sorry to James because I'm sure it's sorry, like, James. James is a lovely person. But just yeah. the um, deliverance of the information in this review sort of made me think... I don't know that I would react the way that James reacted. And so for that reason, I did two and a half because while the impact makes me think it will be gross, I don't know that maybe, you know, it won't be as bad as James is telling us his experience was. I think that's a fair point. And I think something I just thought of when you said that was I I, I do think it's important as our assessment of the review to think if I spent however long it took me to read that, reading this review, like, am I getting my bang for my buck? Probably not. And that's something I think we should consider. I like that. Forward. Yeah. What's you the know? bang buck ratio? What's the, what's the bang buck? And the bang buck on this one was like, not, not the best. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, very good <sighs> pick, Chelsea. I love that. Thanks. I love this whole entire world of reviews. We like meet so many interesting people. Like James is such an interesting 
author. Uh, all right. So <laughs> let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we can get into my ooky spooky review. Uh, can't wait. Oh, I'm scared. I hate that. Do you know what this is? Oh, is this Harry Potter? No, it's the theme to Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. Hold your crown. We'll be right back. I have to do that, but I have to do that. It's game time. It's time for us to take a quick, spooky, spooky spin on the merry-go-round. Oh my god! I don't feel like an icon most of the days. I feel like I can't. That's with an A. I think this is like a very death becomes her themed merry-go-round. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Trey and I have each picked a rotten, scathing, pithy one-star zinger, and with 30 seconds on the clock, we'll take turns trying to recite the zinger in as many genres as possible. Just like Queen Meryl, who does it all. Before the clock runs out. All right. So my one-star zinger today is from Google Reviews, and it is for following our ooky spooky theme. Uh, I almost played the sound effect, but then I decided like it's going to be too much. So I just didn't play. Okay. <laughs> so this is for Bane, Haunted House, and Escape Rooms. Oh. This is a one star and it is from Coconut Water, parentheses, Kelly J. Coconut Water, parentheses, Kelly J. That's her username? Yep. Okay. And their review is trash. Okay. Pithy indeed. Okay. Are you ready? I think that I'm ready. Yes. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Teen drama. Trash. Voice announcer. Trash. Breaking news. Trash. Lifetime. (laughs) Trash. (laughs) Pop star. Yankee Trash Game show Trash Opera diva That's all (laughs) That was amazing I was trying to counterbalance my last one Which was like That was really long That's yeah yeah. No I'm glad you did that All right, let's see how you did One This might be a personal best for me I mean, without a doubt, this is a personal best. This is an eight. An eight. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's what happens when it's one word. That's an overall personal best for the entire friggin' podcast. Imagine okay. leaving a review that's just trash. Trash. All right. So, Chelsea, your turn. You're going to be riding on a bat. What was I riding on? I forgot to ask. Oh, you're you were riding on a ghost. No, you are riding on a broomstick. <gasps> That's what I wanted. <laughs> okay, I think All you right. you like entered my brain in that moment. I was like, not a ghost, oh. a broomstick. Anyway, pocket that for my review coming up shortly. Uh oh. Okay. All right. My my review is also from Google. Uh, <laughs> it is a one star review for the Velisca Axe Murder House. I know. And it was written by Dean B. And Dean B says, Boring woman was nasty to my group. (laughs) Great. Thank you. So, yeah, that's it. Boring woman was nasty to my group. All right. I'm going to give your bat some um, raw meat so that its wings are (laughs) flapping. You ready? I hate bats, but yes, I'm ready. Okay. Let's do it. Three, two, one auctioneer. Boring woman was it was nasty to my group. Pop star. Boring woman nasty to my group. Femme noir. Boring woman nasty to my group. Magic show. Boring woman 
was nasty to my group. Spy. Boring woman was nasty to my group. WWE. Boring woman was nasty to my group. I love Opera Diva and WWE so much. Okay, you got... (laughs) Because uh, I always max out the mic. No, but it's just so funny. You got six. Very good. I'll take my six. Thank you. (sighs) Well. You're the big winner, Trey. It feels really good the times when I conquer because you're really good at this game and um, just it means a lot to me. Oh, well, I'm so glad you could win on episode 13, a.k.a. Opposite Day. No, just kidding. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Really good point. No, I'm kidding. You're so good at this game, too. I don't know why you do that. And and oh, pish posh. Whatever. Pish posh. All right. Back back to the show. Back to the ooky spooks. Yes. Review that review. Okie dokie pokey. So we are back from that game break where I won. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. it is now my turn. So Chelsea, let me tell you a little bit about a very ooky, spooky place found in New, in New Orleans. Okay. Okay. So this is from Yelp. Mm-hmm. And this reviewer's name is Diana G. And this review is for Hex Old World Witchery. Okay. Diana G, one star. Is it, is it, sorry, is a witchery like a store that sells witchy stuff? So this is um, like a gift shop and also they do spiritual readings. Ooh, okay. November 9th, 2013. I am appalled, to say the least, at how immature the owner is and his quote-unquote psychic reader, Carrie, is. This evening, instead of receiving a heartfelt apology for my past mistreatment here at the store, the owner threatened to, all caps, send his demons to me. Smiley face. (laughs) Wow. How immature. And how irrelevant. I enjoy all things positive and light and have no interest in supporting a store that is so money greedy and desperate that the owner decided to all caps ban from entering his store. Parentheses, which I had no intention of entering again. And cast his demons on me. (laughs) Please get a life. Negative energies are not what I need in my life which is why I will be avoiding this tourist trap until it eventually goes out of business. The wares are overpriced. And the last time I tried to buy an item, the so-called psychic reader was snide with me and also was going to overcharge me for an item when the prices got knocked off the pendants. Christopher had two weeks to call me, but he did not until tonight, since I wrote my honest review of his store on TripAdvisor.com. Obviously, Carrie must be a close friend of his, which is why he never thought to apologize to me until he thought my review could harm his pocketbook. (laughs) Well, Christopher, good luck sending your evil minions to me. I eat them for breakfast. Smiley face. And I think I might so enjoy it as I see what other nonsense you pull on others who get victimized by you. You need to focus on sending some positive light to people other than making yourself look foolish because now I lost all respect for your store and you. A real healer loves to heal and a fraud like you with such low intentions to cheat people eventually loses integrity in the eyes of the masses. Avoid this place like the plague. You will do better spending your money someplace else. All right, Diana G. Oh, all right. So I I was curious about this because I I feel like you operate in sort of like a witchy sort of area in the world. Yes. But to me, I feel like it's all a little ooky spooky. Oh, well, yes, I do operate in the crystals, Patreons, seeing them. What I thought was interesting is like someone who proclaims to have their life mission be to like bring love and light yes into the world is certainly bringing a lot of darkness to this review and 
maybe would know this is not a way that we dispel negative energy. I mean, maybe they thought I'm going to allow people to be aware that they shouldn't come here in the future. Fine. That's, that's okay. But it wasn't really done in a love and light way. She's, she said she enjoyed eating. What did she say? They're evil eats, minions for breakfast. Eats them for breakfast. I mean, come on. It is also just to your point. It's interesting because Diana G also appears with a new review oh. in 2019. Also one star. Oh, geez. The review that you just read was written when? 2013. So then six years later, bitch is still shopping here. <laughs> she gives it, they give it another try and, uh, you know, say horrible things again. Stop. Are we reading that? Okay, basically, I'm not going to read it again, read it, but Diana basically goes through here saying, I used to shop here somewhat on a regular basis, that they used to live in New Orleans and they moved. Then they rehashed the entire experience of wanting to buy a Figa. The price tag falls off and the person puts another one on. And then how the owner was so upset when they placed an honest review that they insisted that if they don't take the review down, they will curse them literally and send negative entities. And then it says like, this is my favorite part. I also don't appreciate his anger and his threatening remarks because a true Wiccan never sends curses out to universe because it does tend to boomerang back to the original sender, which is an interesting point. Right. And that, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of surprised that she's, she's trying to masquerade as somebody that's like all white light, because if you are all white light, then you don't draw attention to the negative circumstance. You just sort of allow it to boomerang back to that person. I mean, there's just like so much wrong with this now knowing Wait, that question though could you do a um, white light curse on someone like to send goodness to someone can you do like a, a good curse i don't know that i would call that a curse i would call it a blessing maybe oh, like so because right? could diana g do like a blessing to the store rather than writing a negative review sure why not i i just think she's just a conundrum she's a contradiction in in one person Everything that she said in the end of this initial review was like, I would never shop here and this place is doomed to close and all that kind of stuff. And then she's shopping there again and she's writing a review again. It's like, at very least, if you're going to put that out into the universe, then do not go there. And and in any way, don't even step foot, even if you're not going to buy something, don't go in there. And to that point, I would want to reiterate that this is the Yelp review. And in the Yelp review, Diana is referencing the TripAdvisor. So now we've written three reviews with our white light nature, three one-star reviews. And and then also like, what's the deal with the the call? She was waiting for the call from Christopher. Yeah. So Christopher is the business owner. Okay. So so I don't know. She repeatedly says too that Carrie seems like she's a good friend of Christopher's, but why? She doesn't. Why is it a good? Because he's defending her. (laughs) It's confusing, right? It's it's very confusing. And and also, she didn't give us any. She said she had a bad. Did she say she had a bad psychic reading? Does she give us any details about that? No, no. So what was psychic is in quotation marks, but. It does appear that Diana G did not get a psychic reading. Diana G oh. was trying to purchase a figa. But obviously there was some beef that occurred between her, Carrie and, her. and Carrie. And she's not letting us know what the, <laughs> the beef, details. Like, what is the beef? Like, why are you so angry? Why are you wanting to put this person on blast for not being real and then not telling me what it what it was. Give me something that's like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like she gave me any information other than the fact that she feels like there's bad energy there, which she's definitely spewing out with the eating for breakfast of the demons, but, and the cursing it to be closed. She didn't, she didn't give me any useful information about this store. Yeah. The real complaint here is how immature the owner and the psychic reader Carrie are. Yeah. And, and then what everything does that else- mean? Yeah, I don't, there isn't detail about why either of them are immature other than 
you know, threatening to send demons. Yeah. And listen, like I like crystals. I'm about it. And I'm also about good energy. So if I was reading the review, I'd want to know, are the prices really high? Did you have a reading? And like, was there something offensive or harmful or whatever that came out of the reading that was really insensitive? That'd be something I'd want to know. I don't feel like any of the information that I would actually want to know is present. I feel like we got a personal like diary entry beef between these two people. And I can't think of a single, a single item of this review that's of use to a person that's going to be shopping here. And and yeah, you're right. Like there, I don't know what the value here is. It feels very like a personal vendetta. Yeah. There's no value other than a personal vendetta. Like this is literally an example of somebody that is just going online to just troll this person on multiple sites, three reviews, two different websites, six years apart. I, like, ugh, come on, Diana. But were you entertained? I was, but I don't know if I was entertained because of your reading. I mean, like, I laughed multiple times. <laughs> it is interesting. The two times that being cursed with demons is mentioned, the sentence both times is ended with a smiley face. Ew. Which is just kind of spooky. Diana's kind of creeping me out. My bat wings are flying and they're not happy about Diana G. I feel like I could crown it. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) The queens are tabulating. You ready? I'm ready. Total school. Oh, you gave it a half? My first time. I'm giving it... Half. Okay. Trey gave it half. I gave it one for the vibes. I like I am somebody that wants to know the vibes. Like I don't want anybody saying anything nasty to me. I wouldn't want to go in there for that reason. So that's really like the only points that Diana got for me. But I think the half is completely warranted. Why did you decide to do the half? Because it didn't even really occur to me until you were pointing it out. There's literally no details about None. Why it's a negative review. No. And I'm someone that doesn't operate an ooky spooky witchery stuff. So to me, a conversation about a business owner of like a witch store cursing demons on you for leaving a negative review is sort of like, well, I mean, like, I mean, okay. This seems like drama. Diana G's got drama. Oh, I hope Diana G's not listening to this. We're going to be cursed. Yeah. She'll eat us for breakfast. There's a reply. All right. Oh my God. So we have a reply. I'm so interested in this because the beef was clearly between the business owner and Diana. So wow. Now we get to hear from the business owner. Okay. So this is from Christian D business owner. This is on November 16th, 2013. Diana G's review was November 9th. This review is very disappointing. As the reviewer knows, she is not telling the truth and is trying to hurt both me personally and my shops for not firing an employee at her demand. One, as I said on the telephone to this individual, no employee of mine would ever switch a price tag. There's no personal motivation for them to do so. And I certainly would not encourage that because even if I were the type to cheat people, and I'm not, there's no benefit to me at all. My inventory is replaced automatically. And if I sell item A at the price and code for item B, my system will automatically reorder another item B. And then I will have two item B and no item A. So whatever short-term gain I might accrue from fraudulently switching prices would be negated by the corruption of our inventory. Two. The only discussion of quote-unquote demons on the phone call was her telling me that she eats demons for breakfast (gasps) and that the landlords of New Orleans had driven her out of town. It was all I could do to be patient with her as I was on with her for 30 minutes (gasps) listening to her rant about issues she had with New Orleans. It actually says New Orla without the N that had nothing to do with the issue at hand. And I've received complaints about her from shop owners and others all over the French Quarter. By no means am I exactly Mr. Customer Service, but I typically stay out of these matters. However, when my shop manager called Diana, Diana refused to speak to her, believing her to be the staff member with whom she had an issue and refusing to speak to anyone but me. This was yet another example of the paranoia level we are dealing with. Three, 
I did, in fact, ban this reviewer from all of my shops because she demanded that I fire an employee simply because the employee alleged had an attitude with her. I told Diana that I believe in giving people second chances and that I would speak to the employee about her attitude, but I am not going to fire someone for the first customer complaint they ever receive, especially when it's for something, switching prices, that simply could not and did not happen. I am not going to take food off of a person's table simply because there was a conflict of personality. It isn't right. And if Diana was any sort of spiritual person she claims to be, she would understand that. She is certainly in no way a witch. As a true witch understands the four Fs of the craft, flags, flax, fodder, and frig, there is some homework for those who question our authenticity. These are the rules we live by at Hex. Four, as a matter of note, that employee quit upon being spoken to about what happened, and we are no longer in contact with her. So this idea that she is a close friend is false. But this changes nothing in my position. I take reviews on Yelp and TripAdvisor as cues on what to improve on. But I will simply not fire someone at the insistence of a reviewer. Diana could post 100 reviews takes out a billboard on the highway or (laughs) hires a skywriter plane to complain about me or my shops. And I still won't fire someone as a result of it. Five, I did not wait until I saw the review to contact her. And Diana knows this is a lie because we discussed this. I reprimanded the manager for ignoring Diana's complaint because I do believe that people's complaints should be addressed, even if they are as biased and dishonest as Diana's are. Seven. So we skipped six. Anyone that's counting. Oh my God. My name is Christian, not Christopher. <laughs> I would never cheat anyone of anything. And the implication here is deeply upsetting. This woman has harassed me on both TripAdvisor and Yelp, and I did everything to help her in spite of the failures of both my employee to address her special concerns and of my manager to address her complaints. And the manager now understands the importance of responding in a timely way, no matter how insane the question or complaint is. I only want those in my shop who truly believe in magic's power and those who wish to believe in it once more. I do not believe in putting my product in the hands of crazy people who would (laughs) misuse the power in them. Nor is Hex a Walmart that seeks to cater to the lowest common denominator. Blessings to all, even Diana, for whom a good psychiatrist would be the greatest blessing of all. (laughs) Christian D. Wow. All right. So that was like so long. It was just hilarious to me that after speaking on the phone, Diana said the wrong name. The name is Christian. And then also that Christian went into such lengthy detail and then also numbered the points, but left out six. (laughs) But left six. Or is that a magic thing? Maybe, maybe, or I... Six, six, six. Oh no. I know. I almost thought about calling this episode 14. So I get that. Spooky, spooky. But I mean, I did have an impact change after reading. It just felt that Christian was very forthcoming. Yeah. And also very calm. And the communication. There were like random spelling mistakes here and there, but everything was punctuated beautifully. It was in a list form, really sort of trying to take out all of the toxicity, which I thought was interesting. I agree. I mean, yes, it was was a little bit long. Clearly, Christian is passionate about all this. So I understand that. But yeah, after listening to what Christian had to say, I feel like I wouldn't even take away my one crown from Diana. I just think that Diana seems like a little bit of a menace. Like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't trust her any further than I can throw her and I got a real bad back, you know? And Christian mentions that other shop owners are aware of who this person is in the French yeah, quarter. Which or, is just- yeah, like, or even like she left because of the landlord. Such, I mean, he knows way too much about her. So you know that she overshared. It sounds like he was implying that he really approached her with kit gloves and let her, you know, air all of her grievances about New Orleans and the store and everything in between. You know, while he did take a dig at the end with the psychiatrist line, I, I felt almost bad for him because I was like, oh, you took the high road the whole time. And then you- The whole time. 
And then you ended with that, which I don't think was the best move, but I thought so too. But that being said, I mean, it's nothing compared to eating the demons of the store for breakfast and then wishing that they close forever, even though you're going to go back six years later. I mean, Diana's one star review would not stop me from going no. to the store and reading the back and forth. It, it does seem that Diana's operating at a different place. Yeah. And that Christian was very methodical. And uh, did you and notice that he out. sent her blessings? Like I said, I did. I did. <laughs> all right. Well, anything else there? I mean, I think like, let's, <sighs> let's send positive gonna, energy yes. to all involved. Yeah. So I'm sending blessings to all involved parties. Good energy to Diana and Christian. Okay, my queen, we did it. We've reached the most regal portion of our show. Who are you inducting, Trey, for my royal highness? My royal highness. Okay, so this week I am inducting an Instagram account, which might sound a little like whatever, but I want to induct for my royal highness at the AIDS Memorial, which is a verified account. They have currently, at the time of recording, 193,000 followers. So the AIDS Memorial is updated daily with images, occasionally videos, of people who perished from HIV AIDS. The account was created by a person named Stuart who lives in Scotland, which I only know from reading an article. Uh, Stuart does not share or disclose any other information in an effort to keep the attention on all of the victims who perished from this disease. And what's so beautiful about this account is that uh, anyone can submit personal, heartfelt memories, stories Mm -hmm. about these individuals who are gone. And I love following it because it's a very beautiful experience to just take a moment, read, you know, the 400 characters that are allowed on Instagram about someone who uh, happened to be on earth at a time when we did not have the resources that we have today and honor that we are where we are now because of the things that happened to them. And so I think it's a beautiful account. I would love for everyone to follow it just to whisper these people's names into the ether once more and honor the life oftentimes way too short. And so I am inducting at the AIDS Memorial Instagram account. Please follow them. That is my inductee. Wow. Oh, that got really heavy for me. All right, Chelsea. Oh, that did that. But that's so nice. I mean, that's that, I'm so glad that you brought that up. I didn't even know that that existed. And, and now I'm going to follow and, and take the time to honor those people. So thank you for sharing that. That was very nice. All right. Yes. All right. So Chelsea, yeah. who are you inducting today? For my royal highness. Okay. Well, I'm going to induct Wix, and this is not an ad. I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I love Wix. If you don't know about it, it is a website building platform. I have been building websites for a really long time across all different platforms, and I just love them for so many reasons, but mostly because their customer service people are just literally the nicest people on earth. I talked to a guy named Max on the phone for like an hour and geeked out with him about website design so much so that at the end of the call, he was like, I think you should be a Wix partner. And I was like, I just might. You know, when you're on the phone with a customer service person, they just, they make you feel like you're the most important part of their day. That was how Max at Wix made me feel. And he he just gave me a lot of personal attention and I felt very much connected to him. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate people like Max and just Wix in general for being so supportive and available for any issue that might come up. So thank you, Wix. You're the best. And thank you, Max. And thank you, Max. Mostly. Mostly, Max. I love that. You know, I think like the quality of your customer service speaks volumes about the service. Agreed. So they're doing they're doing something right, that's for sure. All right, Queen, we did it. We made it through the terrifying ooky spooky forest yeah. of episode 13. Ooh. I was worried for a second we were gonna get stuck in the quicksand. I thought we might get put in the witch's oven because we ate the gummy bear fence. I thought we were going to be eaten by lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. 
Okay. And that's the end of that song cue. So no one ever has to hear it again. I know I really overplayed it, but it was fun for me. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for joining us today. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. If you didn't like what you heard, please tell an enemy. If you want to be like James, hit up our voicemail box. 1-850-REVIEW-0. You can read us a review. You can lodge your own complaint or you can induct someone from my royal highness. You can follow us on all the socials. Just saying, um, at the Review Queens, if you want to follow the show, I'm at Chelsea BD. And I'm at Trey Gerald. It's with two Oz. The two Oz. And don't forget the Y in Chelsea. Chelsea's with a Y. Become a member of the Royal Court by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash review that review. Our entry level starts at just $5 a month. Watch live clips from our recording sessions on YouTube. And remember, ignore the haters. You're a queen. Gender non-specific queen. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Spooky, spooky. Okay, you did Bye. it again. You said you weren't going to do it again. Well, I wasn't going to play this sound effect. All right. Boo. Bye. Bye. Review That Review is an independent podcast. Certain names have been redacted or changed to protect the guilty. Executive produced by Trey Gerald and Chelsea Don with editing and sound design by me with voice of her talents by Eva Kamensky. Our cover art was designed by Logo Vora and our theme song was written by Joe Kanozian and sung by Natalie Weiss. Hey Queens, this is Trevin. And I'm Amanda. We are the hosts of Seriously Sinister, a true petty crime podcast. We thought we would step in and add to your ooky spooky 13th episode by giving a sneak peek to one of our spookiest stories. Enjoy. You've got a lot more to fear from a kid whose favorite animal is a lion, as opposed to one who loves ducklings. The favorite animal can say a lot about a person. If a child's favorite animal is a wolf, you know that you may be in trouble. The wolf isn't afraid to be on their own and are fierce when backed into a corner. For me, my favorite animal is a soft, cuddly kitty. I often find myself laying on a couch, expect everyone to take care of me, and I prefer to be left alone. This is a story about a man who would look death straight in the eye just to meet his favorite animal. To hear the rest of this story and other frighteningly petty tales, follow us at Seriously Sinister wherever you get your podcasts.